0: Good morning. Good
1: morning. Good morning.
0: It's Monday. (laughs) Yep. How you doing?
1: Monday. I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, pretty good. So it's uh, Monday. It's August 10th. Can you believe it? Crazy.
1: I can't believe it.
0: I don't know. Summer
1: is gone. Yeah,
0: summer's gone. I saw some posts from uh, people around the nation, and uh, a lot of schools are starting back this Mm -hmm. week. Yeah. In other parts of the nation, and uh, so. Yeah. Uh, parents taking their kids to school, kind of weird.
1: It is weird to see that. It's weird.
0: <laughs> so here, I don't know what what it's like uh, in the school districts just where you live. And in, in our school district, I live in is the Carlisle School District, and they have decided to delay the start of mm. school till after Labor Day. So six months they've had to get ready for this moment, and now they're going to delay two weeks. They're not ready. So they're, not <laughs> they're not ready. <laughs> So, kind of challenging, and I know some other school districts in Pennsylvania are doing the same
1: thing. So. Yeah, ours are, West Shore is the district that our church is in, and they're online until at least the end of September, and then they're going to make a decision after that. But we talked to the superintendent last week, and he hinted at, like, at least a hybrid model through the end of the year.
0: Yeah. so it's crazy. And I think, uh, it, for me, it brings home, uh, again, like, how our society revolves around the school calendar yeah uh ultimately bring it down to an even smaller level it revolves around children and youth but uh really revolves around the school calendar our culture how it works how it responds and so so important that we continue to talk about young people but first did you have a great weekend or what
1: yeah, I didn't do too much. This is the, well, I did a lot of my house, but okay. not not a lot of other stuff, which is good. Sometimes now is your church
0: meeting in person uh, again, or
1: we're still we're online until um, well through the end of August. So yeah. we've been recording, and that's been schedule has been working out nicely for me. Yeah. being here and at church. So. Yeah,
0: good. That's good. So well, that's great. And uh, I was down at uh, Sandy Cove, Maryland over the weekend well sandy cove is the name of the retreat center so uh it's a christian retreat center we went uh there with some friends and family over the weekend i saw judah
1: uh mini golfing (laughs) yeah
0: yeah he really uh yeah (laughs) i finished the putt turned around he's in the water at the (laughs) mini golf course so that can happen uh but anyway hey uh we've got some announcements we've got birthdays to get to first let's talk about uh, what we've been talking about, we've been going through the six uh, principles from the book Growing Young uh, that are, are key f- uh, things that have been found in churches that skew more towards young people, and uh, we talked to, we've, ta- we've been in this series for a couple months, because we'll do a little bit of it, then we'll take a break, do something else, but we talked about the 10 myths of a successful youth ministry. We talked about unlocking keychain leadership, emphasizing with today's young people, taking Jesus' message seriously. And we've talked about fueling a warm community. We talked about that last week, the relational side of ministry. And today we want to talk about prioritizing young people and their families everywhere. Hmm. And uh, this, you know, it can begin to sound with this book a little bit like a broken record. You think, well, aren't we already and we talked about that with unlocking keychain leadership and empathizing with today's young people and fueling a warm community? Well, they sound the same, but they're different, Yeah, you know? Uh, So the three core commitments uh, that are kind of sound similar, but are different, emphasizing with today's young people, uh, fueling a warm community, and prioritizing young people everywhere. So we say emphasizing with today's young people, that's hearing them, right? right? Uh, Listening to them and seeking to understand their developmental needs, their cultural needs, their identity, belonging, purpose, important in every generation, it's important in this generation. So emphasizing is about listening and responding, right? And
1: giving them a place, right? Not just listening to what they're saying, but giving them a place in uh, in leadership, giving yeah. them an and opportunity to speak in. Which is the
0: keychain leadership, yeah. the first principle, yeah. uh, really plugging them in, getting them involved. The second thing, you know, last week we talked about warmth, uh, having an inviting environment for young people, not just in your youth ministry, but do young people feel invited, period, mm-hmm. in your church? Warmth is how we surround them with support, uh, an accepting environment, an authentic community. So prioritization of young people everywhere in the church represents. This is what they write: tangible institutional commitment to allocate resources and attention not only for specific youth or young adult programming, but across the life of the congregation. Uh, so are young? Do young people feel valued, or will they feel? Like uh, they belong or that they have a part in right. uh, the church community across the board. And so I mean, when you talk about it, is something a priority in life, um, uh, follow the money. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, I don't want to boil the whole thing down to materialism, and we'll talk about that. But um, there is a saying, if you want to know what a church's priorities are, look at where they spend their money. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, it can be bothersome to say that because we're, the church is a spiritual body. And so can you really evaluate it, judge it based on something material such as money? Yes, you can. Uh, you look at where money goes, but it's not just budget. It's also personnel, yeah. space, uh, time, uh, programming. How much of that goes into young people? And, uh, we probably have, um, you know, I know personally, I would always kind of complain in my first church I had no youth budget and uh, made the mistake I think of spending a lot of my personal money on youth ministry yeah. stuff uh, just because we wanted to be able to do things you know sure. but um we um, um you know I would just would always complain you know young people aren't a priority. Uh, we don't have a budget. Well, there was my salary and benefits You know, <laughs> that was a part of what the church was spending yes, on young people. Yes. And so before you think, well, we don't spend any money on young people. If you're a paid youth pastor, remember you that's are a fun. part of that yeah. uh, allocation. And sometimes that's all a church can do right. is, uh, is hire somebody. But uh, it's not just about budget. Uh, so how do churches... That grow young, make youth and emerging adults a greater priority. Well, when they think about budget, strategy, worship, uh, planning things, programming, community, life, theology, other aspects of life, they think about young people. Yeah. What will this look like to a young person? How will this affect young people? Will young people feel included, excluded? Uh, They intentionally pay attention. what young people are and so this is not just uh like we're going to throw money at the young person problem and fix it that way and then our priorities no it's it's really an intentional thought process
1: so if like your board is saying we're going to give you an extra thousand dollars or two thousand dollars or whatever it is in your context for your budget that's not necessarily what we're looking for we're not looking for just more money in the youth budget we're looking for this to be a part of the church culture.
0: Well, first of all, thank you, church board, for your <laughs> thoughtful consideration. Secondly, yeah, it's more, than, it's more right. than just throwing money at the problem to right. try to fix it. Yeah. And so um, young people, I love what they write here, the authors, uh, Kara Powell and her team, young people must play a load-bearing role mm. in the church. Yeah. Load-bearing role. What does that mean? Well, we're in, actually, we're in uh, my yeah. office today. Yeah. All of our hip young studio tech people are gone today. So,
1: it's <laughs> true. We're
0: doing this old school in my office. Check this out. Yeah, PDY. Anyway, this is a wall here, there's a wall there, there's a wall there, and I don't know uh, ex- I think this wall over here is load-bearing. Yes. Like if it came down, It'd be bad. The the roof would go that way yeah uh, but I don't know about this one or that like I think maybe you could take these walls out and maybe nothing would happen I'm not sure we'd have to take a look at it but um, this wall in particular if it went down the second floor would come down the roof would come down and so when you say young people must play a load-bearing role it's like think of it this way if the young people disappeared from your church Mm. today would it be noticeable yeah Um, not just like, wow, there's no young people in this church. It's an old church. But like, would the ministries be able to operate? Right. If your ministries could operate without young people, um, if they disappeared today, it probably means young people aren't prioritized.
1: Yeah. So when um, I was elected as pastor, somebody said to me like, oh, I feel really bad for the youth at your church. And I said, why do you feel bad for the youth in my church? And they were like, well, because what's going to happen to them? Like, you were the youth pastor, and now you're the, the lead pastor, and, like, what's going to happen to them? And my response was, well, I'm not going to kick them out. Like, I still want them to be a priority in the church. Like, as a youth pastor, that was something that I was always pushing towards was, like, how can we, how can we get uh, mentors for the youth? How can we include the youth in, in every aspect of the church? Because I want them to stay in the church after they graduate. So yeah. um, I think that's that's awesome and something that we definitely need to make a yeah, priority.
0: absolutely. And uh, I love that heart. How do we get young people involved in every aspect of the church yeah. uh, across the board? And uh, title today on the Monday Motivation, we said, Action is Better Than Intention. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of the scale, the progression goes like this. You might say, well, young people are important to us. Okay, well, so we're going to be intentional in in that statement. We're going to have a youth pastor. We're going to have uh, youth programming. We're going to have a youth ministry. Uh, Okay, but participation or action, things actually happening, young people actually being engaged is the greatest value. Yeah. So importance is not as uh, importance to you is not as important as your intentionality, and that is not as important as what actually happens. What, happens, yeah. what you actually what do. And so uh, this is what they wrote: overwhelmingly, nearly across the board, intentionality trumped importance, and participation or action trumped both importance and intentionality. When we ran correlations with vibrancy higher faith maturity, a host of other uh, variables, the story was clear. It's one thing to say a practice, or it's one thing to say teenagers, young people, are important. It's another thing to be intentional when you think about it. But when we put our hands and feet to work, that's when churches change.
1: Our actions speak louder than our words.
0: Actions speak louder than words. That's very good. And so uh, here's some ways to kind of measure whether or not uh, young people are actually a priority in your church, not just in belief or in intention, but in practice. Uh, Run the numbers, not just on attendance. Attendance, you might have a huge youth group. doesn't mean your church is necessarily prioritizing young people. So run the numbers. The percentage of young people ages 15, and they, they use 15 to 29 in here, so they're counting youth and emerging adults Um, percentage of young people ages 15 to 19 in your congregation what's the percentage of them in your congregation then what is the percentage of that same age group in the broader community
1: Mm.
0: you have the same percentage of young people in your church or greater than are in your community that would be an awesome sign yeah that would be great uh assess everything that your church is doing using what they call red light yellow light green light metric um, how much are young people prioritized in each area of ministry? So in worship, yeah. are young people should they be gifted in that way? Are they do they have a green light to get involved? Right. Even think about like the seniors ministry. <laughs> like yeah. well, this is for the seniors. <laughs> of course it is, but. How invigorating to have young people taking an interest and yeah. maybe even being mentored right. by some grandmas and grandpas that are out Definitely. there. Um, and so uh, red light, green light, uh, yellow light, is is, it, is youth ministry, is it relegated to its area? Are we seeing engagement in a larger part of the life of the church? Yeah, um, ask the question. When you're planning things, when you're doing things, how can young people be a part of this? How can our teenagers be a part of this?
1: And I think that looks different this year. I think we have even more opportunity. I mean, in our district, we're looking at possibly the entire year with a hybrid model. So mm-hmm. possibly an entire school year where middle school and high school students are only going to school part-time. Yeah. So
0: yes, and they so have a
1: huge opportunity to be part of the church.
0: Huge opportunity. And just a side note, youth pastors... Huge opportunity this year to have interns yeah. uh, producing great work for you in your in yeah. your youth ministry. And uh, maybe that's something we need to talk about soon. But, uh, yeah. So uh, here's another way of uh, kind of measuring uh, or, or something you sh- can or should do. Uh, youth Sunday. I've heard this. Uh, mm. It's Youth Sunday. It's uh, Youth Takeover Day. There's all different names for it. That's good. But... Um, young people should be involved in the sunday morning service on a regular basis
1: yeah it's good if it's not a substitute yes for youth involved
0: right yeah so it's good but it's not a substitute involve young people in your sunday morning services every week yeah. uh, reading scripture of course being part of the worship team is one doing announcements exhortation announcement videos there's all kinds of avenues yeah. For that and they, um, the authors in this chapter they give several other recommendations, but these are probably the most I think on point for our youth pastors and leaders today. But, awesome. uh, yeah, so working to make young people a priority ever, and I think as a youth pastor, as a youth leader, that requires also uh, an intentional shift on us and how we do things. Mm. So, um, uh, you cannot, I don't think you can be a part of a church that's growing young. I think you can have a big youth ministry and do this, but I don't think you can be a part of a healthy church that's growing young and do this. Um, There's not really room anymore for siloing Mm -hmm. ministries. In other words, the youth ministry is over here and all the young people do this. Wow, we have a tremendous youth ministry. Well, that's great. But I think today, if you have a tremendous youth ministry, it means your young people are plugged into the church, period, uh, overall. And so um, that requires intentional shifts on our part. If the church is asking, how can we get young people involved in every aspect of ministry? The youth pastor's question needs to be, how can I become that conduit, that avenue, the facilitator of these things? How do we encourage our young people to be involved in the life of the church everywhere? And so um, this is not just, I think, about healthy churches. It's about... I think it's about seeing young people stick around, right? Yeah. Um, And so that's part of what this book is about. But hey, we want to say happy birthday to a couple
1: people. Yes, couple of birthdays. Yes,
0: Ricky Ingram today. Today,
1: Ricky Ingram, happy birthday, Ricky.
0: Summit Church, Indiana, Pennsylvania,
1: Pennsylvania. (laughs) Ricky Ingram, happy
0: birthday, brother.
1: Yes. Wednesday, Keston Shook from Trinity in Westchester. Happy birthday, Keston.
0: And we want to say happy birthday, Keston. Even though. Did you know that uh, Craig Dunaway has taken over the student oh, ministry? Oh, I did not know that. At Westchester. Well, Keston, he's still around. We like you, Keston. And, uh, <laughs> we'll still
1: say happy birthday Keston to you. Keston has
0: shifted to a different role in the church. Gotcha, and so, gotcha. But uh, happy birthday, Keston, yeah.
1: And Jeannie Rowans from Rollers AG and yeah. Dover, happy birthday! Jeannie
0: might be uh, our longest-serving uh, volunteer.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, she's youth been pastor, a long time. Uh,
0: amazing, amazing woman of God. And mm-hmm.
1: so,
0: uh, this weekend we got Bible Quiz Camp. Excited about it, and it's not too late to have students sign up. No,
1: you can still sign They're up. They're going
0: to study and memorize and dive into the Book of Hebrews. So. Great opportunity, August 14th through 16th, Friday through Saturday. Yes. And uh, Fearless is coming up. We've started promoting this. And uh, four locations this year are traditional, Central, West, East locations, in that order. Yeah. Uh, Central will be at Harrisburg First Assembly on Saturday, uh, September 12th. West will be September 26th. We're back at Monroeville this year, Mm -hmm. September 26th. Fearless East, October 3rd. And uh, we are, I think we're close to confirming Our location.
1: Yeah, we had a couple Uh, of questions about that this morning, so keep.
0: Yeah, and so uh, and basically, you know, obviously it's a weird season, so we've had to switch locations, but we're just waiting on confirmation. And then we have an online location. I'm excited about this Sunday, September 13th. Yes. 2 p.m. Uh, I think it goes until 8 p.m. Yeah. And so uh, here's what we would encourage you to do if you're looking at the online option. Same price as the in-person option because your fearless kits will be mailed to you. Yes. So you don't get the Chick-fil-A lunch. But you, can you do still order <laughs> Chick-fil-A if you but want we are gonna, Yeah, we're gonna be uh carrying the cost of mailing those kits out yes. uh to you. But uh we say, you know, hey, church Sunday morning, don't miss it, can't miss it, never miss it. But uh then get lunch with your crew or send them out for lunch, and then two o'clock will be the launch of Fearless Online and it will be live. If
1: it's on Sunday. They can't get Chick-fil-A lunch.
0: Oh yeah, you can't get Chick-fil-A lunch <laughs> anyway, that's true. Yeah, close on Sunday. <laughs> close on Sunday. Thanks, thanks, Kanye, for that reminder. Close on Sunday. Um, and so, uh, and then t- two o'clock on. And so, something you guys can do uh, as a group together at the church. Something your students can do online at home. Either yeah. way works. So, we're excited about that. Uh, and Jessica, uh, you have how many weeks left with us here, full time?
1: Till the end of August. Till
0: the end of August. It's a couple. Full time. Yeah. yeah. And so. Uh, that's, I feel that (laughs) I feel that, but, uh, why don't you pray for us? Sure. Yep.
1: Dear Jesus, I just thank you for this day and this opportunity that we have to just, um, to. Take our ministries and look at them and just uh, look at ways that we can make them better and more effective for your kingdom, God. And I just ask for each youth pastor, each youth leader that's watching, God, I just ask that you bless them, anoint them, give them wisdom in their ministries today and this week. Help them to just recognize uh, opportunities that they can plug students in. Help them to recognize mentors that they can put in place in the lives of their students, God. I just ask that this school year coming up, it looks different than any school year we've ever seen. And I just ask that you help. Help them to see the opportunity in that and take the time to uh, make a plan and to use this opportunity to grow your kingdom, dear Jesus. I just ask that you bless each youth pastor as they minister and walk out your will in their life this week. In your name we pray, Amen.
0: Amen. Thanks. Have a fantastic week. We'll see you next Monday.